welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can take part in our fun fan duel game, Diced, where you give where we give you four ingredients for your lineup. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And it's week 15. If you weren't in playoffs, you're in playoffs now. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Ashley just eliminated me from the family. Woo! Family uh, fantasy. Sorry. Sorry, Courtney. League. It was not cool. It's okay. My whole team imploded, which I knew they would because they were all going up against... Like Carolina and Seattle. It was, a, it was a rough matchup wait for you, for sure. Yes, it was. Yeesh. Not making excuses. It was awful. Just, just really bad. That's okay. And Hopefully. now Ashley's going to play uh, her fiancé. It's going to be intense. <laughs> it is going to be intense. I've beaten him once this year, which makes me nervous that I won't win. Um, I almost pulled a mom where I'd like, well, I'd rather him win. But I was like, no, I don't. I don't. I want to win. Yeah. Did you hear about the fire at the circus? What circus? It was intense. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get invited to go to, like, a friend's house on Sunday, and I was like, no, we probably shouldn't be seen in public on Sunday. We should probably be in the confines of our own home. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I play my mom. She's going down. Take her. She's got, like, the Take lowest her. points in the league, which will probably be this all still. It'll be ridiculous. Yep. Luckiest well, woman ever. Well, let's help everybody else win their fantasy leagues, shall we? Let's get into Woo-hoo. this Thursday night game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6-7. and seven, The St. Louis Rams, 5-8. and eight. All right. Vincent Jackson is officially ruled out for Thursday night football. There's a large chance that he's going to be ruled out for the remainder of the year with a sprained MCL. He left the game last week. Uh, just drop him. You don't need him. Uh, Jackson's out. That means that Evans is probably going to get more targets. Um, but he only caught three of his four targets for 39 yards last week. St. Louis gives up the third fewest points to wide receiver. He's a volume play, so you hope that he can get something going if he's getting targeted 12 times a game, which he was doing last time. But you you got him. You have to play him. You know? It's true. yours. This all season. He's yours. It's all yours. Head coach Lovey Smith said that the game flow was the reason why Doug uh, Martin only got 11 carries last week. That's good because we once again want volume. St. Louis gives up the 10th most points to running backs, though, so that's good. And also Charles Sims, maybe, continues to be a flex play guy. You know, I mean, last week he was the team's leading receiver with six catches as a PPR guy, only 10 yards rushing, but still, you know if you're in a PPR league. You can play him. Winston looked like a Winston looked like a rookie last week against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it was a great matchup, and they just didn't do anything. No. Again, we keep saying these are good matchups, but if the players aren't already good, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be great. So a lot of people lost a lot of matchups on Winston. Don't do this to yourself. Uh, he only put thirteen points. Two weeks in a row, Austin Severian Jenkins has caught three of his six targets for thirty-one yards. Not what we're looking no, for. No. <laughs> and also weird that it's two weeks in a row of three catches, 31 yards. Random. Very odd. Very odd. Um, but you know what? He should go play the lottery. 
That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, right? Maybe those are his lucky numbers or unlucky Or numbers. unlucky, yeah. Right, who knows? Um, listen, they haven't gotten it done recently, but Tampa Bay has to be considered because they're playing St. Louis for their defense. You have to look at the Tampa Bay defense. That's there fair. That's fair. Rams. Well, with new offensive coordinator, Todd Gurley essentially took the entire game over, running for 140 yards and two touchdowns on 16 carries. That is a pretty good average of 8.8 yards per carry. Now, Jeff Fisher yeah. spoke of Rob Boraz, who is the new offensive coordinator, and Gurley, and said, if you give him enough opportunities, he's going to find a way. Rob changed some runs. We made some adjustments at halftime, and they were solid adjustments. Most of his runs, there were a lot of people on the line of scrimmage. Gurley, just so you know, went into halftime, which is 13 yards on seven carries. So clearly it wasn't working. They found a way to make it work, which I find very encouraging that they're going to be able to you know, shift things around and make sure things work for Gurley. So I feel good about Gurley this week. It's not the greatest matchup. They give up the eighth fewest points to running backs, but I do think with this new kind of chemistry, Gurley's going to be fine. Todd Gurley and wide receiver Kenny Britt are probable to play on Thursday, even though they didn't practice. They were held out on Wednesday. Gurley's was not injury. Kenny Britt with his shoulder, but who cares? You're not playing Kenny Britt. That's not heartless. We should care Kenny Britt's shoulders hurt. <laughs> but I don't. No, sure. But I don't. Sure. No, as a human. <laughs> as a human, I care. As a fantasy yeah. player, I don't. No. And speaking of fantasy players, I could care less about Case Keenum. Not a fantasy-relevant <laughs> option at all. He completed 14 of 22 pass attempts for 124 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, though, as well. That's good. Um, and he ran twice for a whole two yards. You're not playing Case Keenum. And if you are, I don't know how you made it to the playoffs. So don't do that. Tavon Austin, who's been up and down all season long. This is Brandon's boy, who I always think of when I think of Brandon. He had just three receptions for 19 yards. <laughs> Ooh, but he was a bit more effective. That's not very nice. He's a bit, well, because you always love him. Well, he's a boomer bust guy. Boomer bust. Yeah, he's a usual bust. He's a bust eighty percent of the time. I, okay. Absolutely. Well, and just saying, name calling. But okay. he he ran for forty yards, so his run was a little bit more effective. But you're definitely not playing him in the playoffs. You cannot count on him, um, and it's not the best matchup for it either. Where they give they love the most points wide receivers, but it needs to be like a the <coughs> most points to wide receivers for you to be considered playing Tavon. So carry on. All right, let's carry on to the Saturday night game. New York Jets, 8-5, and five, the Dallas Cowboys, 4-9. Speaking of dependable, though, Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mr. Dependable, completed 21 of 36 passes for 263 yards, three touchdowns. He also ran for 23 yards, and he just continues to have a multiple touchdown streak. He has only thrown, sorry, three games all season when he has not thrown for multiple touchdowns. Only three. That's rather impressive. Now, he has found success with his team, so it's not a surprise that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will be a free agent at the end of the season, uh, said on Tuesday that he's like, yeah, I'd love to be back in 2016. Uh, and this, again, is also a surprise that this was in response to overtures from his bestie, Brandon Marshall, and head coach Todd Bowles saying that they would like him back as well. So let's hope the magic continues. 2016. And I like him potentially uh, this season as well. So... You know, I'm sorry, this this week. Uh, Brandon Marshall, he finished with six catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. Eric Decker, seven catches, 74 yards and a touchdown. This seems to be exactly what it is every single week. I think you're going to see it more again this week. Sad news, wide receiver Devin Smith's knee is out for the season. He tore his ACL, so that's always bad news. But he was a boom and bust player, so you shouldn't be playing him anyway. <clears throat> and Jeremy Curley's calf 
uh, is injured as well. He's got a bruised calf. So he's one of those guys that you can maybe throw in a crazy deep league, but this is not the week to do it. But Chris Ivory, he's a really interesting play this week. So he had a great game with 22 carries for 101 yards. Um, but he didn't score. But I think that's going to be different this week. Is they're going to be against the Cowboys, whose run defense got destroyed by the Packers. So I think Chris Ivory could ha- have another really solid week and throw up a touchdown for you. Would you plug in Bilal Powell as well? I would. He had, he had a good game, too. Both James Starks and Eddie Lacy had over 20 Fandle points against Dallas last week. Yeah, I think Powell could have a good game as well. They used him a lot in that receiving game. He scored last week on that, so I think, why not? From your mouth to God's ears. Let's keep this quick about the Cowboys, shall we? Matt Castle scored three points last week as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Woo! Thank goodness thrown one touchdown in four weeks. Kellen Moore is the backup, FYI. That brings us to Des Bryant. Now, you just heard that touchdown statistic, so you can't feel great about Des Bryant either. Um, listen, the Jets actually give up the 10th most points to wide receivers, or the 12th fewest fantasy points to, wide re- to quarterbacks, but the 10th most to wide receivers, which doesn't make any sense to me. No. I don't know how that works but hey it doesn't matter because Des Bryant isn't going to score you a touchdown and if he's not going to score you a touchdown he doesn't have upside but you probably have to play him because you took him early and you're desperate it's unfortunate he's only gone over 62 yards once since coming back from injury in week eight and then um Jerry Jones says that he's not going to shut him down for the season even though he's clearly still not 100 percent in fact he was quoted as saying we'll go balls out with Des Classy, Jerry. <laughs> Classy. Why go balls out with a player when you've got a quarterback that can't play? If by balls out you mean we can't get him the ball, sure. Yeah, balls yeah. out of my hands. Come on. Balls out of bounds. Uh, just give up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. Darren McFadden was able to get 111 yards on only nine carries last week. But the lack of volume should be disconcerting based on this matchup. Now Turbin is getting five carries a game. That's not good either. Uh, I don't like this. Remember when he was getting 24 touches a game? Yeah. It's not happening But we anymore. said at some point they wouldn't be able to do it. Exactly. They, they, ran, they wore him out. But he did do a great job. He did a great job last week. But, you know, it's just it's not happening. If you want a four-point ceiling guy, Jason Witten's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> Going to get you 40 yards. Hey, he's better than Austin Safari Jenkins. Absolutely. <laughs> get those lotto numbers. And even though the Cowboys are technically a good defense, they're 29th in fantasy scoring, which really surprises me. Only six interceptions and two fumble recoveries on the season. Ouch. They have a ton of injuries. Don't do this. Don't do it. Love it. Sunday morning games. All right, let's start it off with the Carolina Panthers undefeated, 13-0 at the New York Giants, 6-7. I'm excited for this game. This is really exciting, actually. Uh, Cam Newton's a baller, and the New York Giants give up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, must start, and MVP. MVP. Greg Olson's questionable with a knee injury that he suffered last week against the Falcons. They pulled him late in the game because it was already out of control. They were winning. It wasn't a big deal. He says he's good to go. So if he plays, he's like Gronkowski. You play him. They gave up the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So must start. Absolutely. Jonathan Stewart has a sprained foot and is likely out for the game. Now this is where things get a little bit hairy. 
So Jonathan Stewart has been really great. Tons of carries, tons of work, double-digit fantasy points. So a lot of people are talking about Fozzie Water, uh, Whitaker being the guy. Um, the other half think it's going to be Cameron Artis-Payne. Now, Cameron Artis-Payne has 31 yards on the season, okay? Uh, he was inactive for the last six games because they needed people for special teams. I don't feel confident with no. that. Fozzie Whitaker has one touchdown that came last week when he came in for Jonathan Stewart. But you know what? Mike Tolbert has four touchdowns on the season, three of which are receiving touchdowns. It makes no sense, but it's happening. I love Tolbert. He's a little bowling ball. That he is a bowling ball. I think they're going to get him more involved. For me, if I'm going to take a risk on anyone, I think that Tolbert's going to be the goal line back, and he's even receiving touchdowns. I, I don't know why you'd go with the other two. I think he's the only one that has a – well, I shouldn't say the only one, but I think he has the highest chance of getting into the end zone, which is how you're going to get points this week from the running game. But uh, I would do Fozzie over Cameron. Cameron Artis Payne has got, like, like Michael Christian, Christian Michael all over him or whatever. Well, I'm pulling a Courtney right now and yeah. flipping the name. But you know what I'm saying? Disrespect. Yeah. It's all this, like, hype for nothing. Yeah, that's possible. I'm saying I'm not touching either of them. Yeah. I'm just not. Um, it's a great matchup against the Giants, no doubt about it. But I still think that Tolbert's going to be the touchdown guy. And, and if, if, I'm, if I'm not going to get a touchdown out of my running backs, I'm not going to take them from the Panthers. All right. Ted Ginn Jr. has two back-to-back monster games. I have to tell you, though, last week he only had two catches. Sure, it went for 120 yards and two touchdowns, so the points were there. But the volume's concerning. Uh, you know, with Stewart out, he could get more usage. The Giants give up the 13th most points to wide receivers. It's a little dicey. I, I would just wish he was a little more of a slam dunk. And you can't trust Corey Philly Brown, who knows what he's going by these days, and Devin Funches, not in the playoffs. And Graham Gano has a lot of misses this season, but he scored double-digit fantasy points in eight games this season. I like it. Insane. And the Panthers are the second highest in scoring for fantasy defenses. I'm a little leery going up against Odell Beckham Jr., though. It's going to be beautiful, though. Josh Norman versus Beckham. Gosh, I'm really excited. This catch. is maybe the game of the week I'm for sure me. I'm sure Courtney will talk about his catch last week. Woo. It's all freaky. It, freaky. Freaky. But, um, yeah. And, and you know, <coughs> yeah, Manning, you think of his interceptions, guys. Um I don't know. He he's thirteenth most in the league in interceptions, only ten this year. Peyton Manning is still number one with seventeen. Still Did even you know being that? Out, we, <laughs> so sad. Yes, out for four weeks, and then Matt Ryan is second with fourteen, three less than Peyton Manning. That's amazing. That's really that was really a low ball, Brandon. Sorry, it's sad. It's really sad. Um, I wasn't going to talk about um, ODB's catch, Ashley. I wasn't. I did not mention that. But that was freaking amazing. It was so amazing. And he knew it to the moment. He's like, that's a touchdown. The touchdown? Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, I caught that. My feet were in. And even like when sure you watch enough. it in fast, you're like, no way. And then they slow it down. You're like, yeah. Man, no, I thought his it. foot was on the line, too. I thought his foot was on the line. I was like, oh, no. He's so good. And then when he's like, no, nope, no, nope, walks away. I was like, oh. Amazing. 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 He's a freak. Freaky. He is a freak. Um, we all saw what Carolina did to Atlanta last week. It wasn't pretty at all. Um, the highest fantasy score was Julio Jones with 8.8 fantasy points in standard links. With that said, you were still starting ODB, OBJ, same guy, different Let the debate continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> He had 166 yards, two touchdowns against Miami last week with that amazing catch. Um, no, he probably won't get close to that, 
But it you you start your studs. There's just no question. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello. It's a man who has three names. So give him his respect and put him in your lineup. Uh, Will Ty found the end zone for the first time this week or first time this season. That's exciting. Um, you may need to play him. I was playing him. I wouldn't expect more than that. Um, but it, whether it's 70 yards or a touchdown in 10 yards, it's still seven fantasy points. So either way, you know, as we said, Jason Winton's getting you four. Austin Safarian Jenkins is getting you three. So there's no time to whine and complain about seven. Um, Rashad Jennings had over 100 yards, uh, total yards. But Coughlin continues to say that he is not committed to any of the running backs, which means you don't start any of the running backs. Sad. Sad, but it's true. Um, Ruben Randall not only found the end zone, but had 58 yards. So obviously complaining about his part of the game, um, he was able to make something of himself because he still saw the same amount of targets. Um, So I guess he just decided to do something with them. Um, But he could be a big pick. A good pickup in deeper leagues. If you know, if they're strong with two wide receivers against Carolina, then both wide receivers can s- score points. So if they get Ruben Randall involved right away and they both make the moves, then there's a chance they both could have d- decent double digit fantasy points. Um, Eli obviously is too unreliable to start in your playoffs. Kicker Josh Brown is the fifth kicker in the fantasy points, so you can keep him in. Continue on. Carolina gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to defenses, so you need to look elsewhere for a defense. Tennessee Titans, 3-10. and ten, The New England Patriots, 11-2. and two. Titans. Well, Delaney Walker remains the only starter this week. He had another day <laughs> with double-digit targets. New England is good at stopping tight ends, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Walker is no. too big of this whole offense, meaning he's he is the offense minus Mariota, so you're starting Walker. Um, and if you did start little Marcus Mariota last week, you got what you needed from him. Threw for 274 yards and an interception, but had 41 yards receiving and a touchdown. Another fun touchdown uh, on Sunday. That yep. was that was good stuff. That man. was fun. Was it Anto- it was Andrews right? Andrews threw him the ball. Yeah. So good, so good. Um, and he got a two-point conversion, so. He's not my favorite play this week, but uh, I'm happy if he played him no. last week. Uh, Kendall Wright is listed as questionable, but has not practiced yet this week. Um, and I cannot, with good conscience, tell you to start any of these Titans in week 15. And you want to why? Because Bill going. Belichick eats rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. <laughs> puts a little syrup on those pancakes, and he chews them up. I'm telling you, it's game over, man. Oof. <laughs> However, LeGarrette Blunt is out for this season. Wow. This team, they're, they're taking after the Baltimore Ravens with all these injuries. Woof-da. Uh, it just keeps happening. I, I know Brandon Bolden dominated touches, 16 touches for 51 yards when Blunt went down on Sunday. But before that, he didn't have more than four carries in a game all season. And everyone's all about Brandon Bolden. But – are we forgetting about James White? Yeah. Now, first of all, Bill Belichick trolls us all the time. But James White has had double-digit fantasy points and standard scoring in three of the last four games. Am I missing something? I think it's because they've been using James White a lot receiving. But we don't care. We could care less. I need fantasy points. Yeah. 
I don't care how they get to me. No. And I, I don't understand this Brandon Bolden obsession. So I'm personally not telling you to start him. I could be totally wrong. I could be wrong this week, and then we can never hear from him again. That's how he rolls. However, they also picked up Monty Ball, who's reportedly well over 230 pounds, which he's supposed to be around 214. <laughs> so classic Monty Ball coming in without conditioning. And unfortunately, it's week 15, so that's not very helpful. Um, then there's Julian Edelman. He's practicing. Uh, what is in the water out there? I don't, I don't The know. fact that Gronk came back and now you've got Edelman coming back, it's crazy. Well, you know, Tom Brady has that special voodoo doctor, so maybe he's seeing everybody. He's making the rounds. Um, supposedly he looks really good. If he's back, then you have to downgrade Amendola. You can't think about Keyshawn Martin. You certainly cannot think about Brandon LaFell. I'll rage about him in a second. Um, but, hey, keep your eye on that report. It's Wednesday, so we don't know yet, but keep an eye out. Rob Gronkowski, speaking of, man, when he came in, I hope you listen to me. I do uh, Bleacher Report Radio on game day from 11 to 1, and I swear my entire job for those two hours was talking all of the Gronkowski owners off the cliff. I was like, you have to start them. You have to start him. And everyone was like, well, what if I start Ryan Griffin? I was like, no. (laughs) No, I'm telling you to start Rob Gronkowski. If he's out there, you have to start him. Well, what about Scott Chandler? No, I just told you again. No. And again. Hello. Gronk show. Get with the program. It's the Gronk show, always. Danny Amendola, limited in practice on Wednesday, listed as questionable with a knee injury. Uh, And listen, he caught six of his eight targets for 46 yards, but Tennessee has been torn. Torched by the Jets, the Jaguars, the Raiders. Everybody can score on Tennessee right now in the air. So if he's playing, he's a good play. You know who's not? Brandon LaFell. Again, five catches out of his eight targets for 32 yards. At least he's consistently bad. You at least know he's always only going to be about a 50% completion. And then I swear to God, we do our show, our show on Sirius at eight, from 8 to 10 on Saturdays. We always get a Brandon LaFell phone, phone call. Someone wants <laughs> to start him. And we're like, don't do it. Don't do it. However, Keyshawn Martin was finally getting some play. He caught three of his four targets with 23 yards and a touchdown. So that was exciting. It was against Houston, his former team. And you know Belichick likes that. But then he fumbled. Um, He muffed a punt. And then he was never seen again. He may have died. We don't know. (laughs) Bill Belichick. Tom Brady's pedestrian game last week. But he still put up 18 fantasy points. You you don't sit him against Tennessee, guys. No, I don't think so. Nope. Start. Buffalo Bills, 6-7. and seven. The Washington Redskins, 6-7. and seven. Well, it was not a record-setting game for LaShawn McCoy. That didn't quite he, happen. He was crazy. <laughs> he lost his mind. He oversiked himself, and he was loco. I love that he went out and, like, kissed the center of the field, too. You know what? They, oh, my gosh. Provides me entertaining. I love it. Um, but he rushed for 75 yards on 20 carries, and he caught another 35, so he had a decent game for you. The Redskins are a middle-of-the-pack rush defense, so you can expect similar numbers for LaShawn this week as well. And again, you're not really going to complain that much about those numbers. Now, Tyrod Taylor had a respectable game with 268 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think you're going to see a lot of the same this week. I think you can expect, you know, 17 points out of him, which is not bad. It's not great. It's not going to be a huge, like, Cam Newton game, but it could definitely be worse than that. And especially if you're in a two-quarterback league, you are playing Tyrod Taylor. Now, Sammy Watkins has really stepped up his game this year. He continues on his hot streak. He had five catches for 81 yards and a touchdown against the Eagles. I love it. He's looking great. Robert Woods was a delightful surprise. He caught five passes for 106 yards. He could put up another game like this, but you will need to be in a really deep league to play this risky of a play. 
in my opinion. Uh, if you're in daily, I think he's a, he's a decent option. But, uh, you know, I mean, they give up the eighth fewest points to wide receivers, so it's not going to be the best week for it. But there's a lot of players going down and getting hurt, but you got better options. And then Charles Clay, he left last game's week with a back injury. He did not return to the game. He's considered day-to-day, but he does have a pulled back muscle, and he did not participate in practice on Wednesday. It's not a good matchup. Completely stay clear of Charles Clay. Now, if we go to the Redskins, Kirk Cousins, he continues to be another little wild card as to whether or not you can play him. He Mm -hmm. went 24 for 31 for 300 yards, and he had a touchdown against Bears. So, you know, recently Cousins, he's been looked to to run around the goal line, which has been a really interesting play. He's not the kind of guy I initially think is this really agile quarterback, but hey, he's been rushing some touchdowns in. So he had four I rushing think he should get rookie now of the year. year. Well, he's not a rookie. Rookie. He's not a rookie. <laughs> You're always here, rookie. Corey does. He's Corey, always, he's always well, a backup. Always he, a he disrespect he, and love Kirk Cousins he's at the, the rookie same backup. time. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. I've always wanted him to play. How He'll is, always be a backup. He'll always be a rookie, <laughs> yeah. and I love yeah. him. She does. She love loves them and disrespects them at the same time. It's Unbelievable. So, true. so we love that so true. <laughs> But the guys rushed in four touchdowns. So, I mean, he's been able to put up in, in some, you know, big passing game against mediocre defenses. So, you know, the Bills get up with the 15th fewest points. And what does that tell you? That tells you they're just a mediocre defense in terms of stopping quarterbacks. So you don't need to look mm-hmm. at this matchup and overthink it. Um, but he's got a decent option. And, Honestly, it is He's because... so much better at home. He, oh, my gosh. He is so much better at home. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it helps that Jordan Reed's <laughs> actually catching some balls, so that's nice. So, you know, Jordan Reed's a must-start now. He has had nine catches at 120 yards uh, and a touchdown last week, and I think he's a great play this week. Zach Ertz played well against the Bills, so I think you can expect Jordan Reed to do even better. I really like Reed this week. I think he's going to be great. And then Deshaun Jackson. Ricky quarterbacks. Tight ends. <laughs> well, I would not count on Jackson, though, guys. He hurt his knee making a catch to go out of bounds in the fourth quarter. Gruden said Jackson was sore, but all right. But Jackson's considered day-to-day with a patella contusion. I do not like that. Someone who has hurt their patella. Uh-uh. Nuh-uh-uh. Nope. And they don't, they don't have the same water they have in New England. So I don't love Jackson this patella with you. With Patella. <laughs> I, heard it, I heard my Patella back in my track days. Um, but please do yourself a favor and do not play any of the running backs in the playoffs. I cannot imagine that you've made the playoffs and that you could possibly be that stupid as to want to play them. But they could put up eight points, the Ineflex rule, but they could also put up two points. So don't do that to yourself. I can't imagine you being that stupid. <laughs> Did I put that? We're really supportive gently? over here at her fantasy football. Woo! Dumbass. All right. Kansas City Chiefs, 8-5. and five, The Baltimore Ravens, 4-9. and nine. Okay, guys. Kansas City Chiefs time. Spencer Ware is officially listed as questionable with bruised ribs. The x-rays, the x-rays were negative. However, supposedly he's really bruised, really swollen, and a lot of pain. It's just, ugh, it's not great. Um, probably a game-time decision. Still, I'm personally not playing him. Charkandrick West is a must-start if Ware is out. I still think that you can play him if Ware is in, but certainly it gets a little more nuanced, and you can figure out who else is on your team and make that decision. Baltimore gives up the fourth-fewest points to opposing running backs, but if he can get back to those 20-plus carries that he was getting before Ware broke out, I think that he'll be able to break for one. And 
I know you're looking at his box score from last week, but he had a 67-yard touchdown that was called back yeah. because Travis Mother Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey had an offensive <laughs> interference call that got it called Kelsey. back. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, what a jerk. What a wow. jerk. Uh, uh, last week was weird for the whole team. Um, they didn't have to do much to beat the Chargers, so they didn't. It was bad weather. <laughs> no, didn't. It was really yeah. bad weather. I, I, it's a weird... Doesn't make I, up I, for It's Kelsey. hard to even assess. Right. Travis Kelsey, that's just who he is. Uh, Alex Smith scored a whopping 13.64 fan duel, or fantasy points last week. Boom. Um... Baltimore gives up the fourth most points to opposing quarterbacks and the absolute most points to opposing wide receivers. He and Macklin could get that magic back that they had a couple games back, but it's a gamble. They were great together in week 14 and 13. There's a chance. Now, last week, Macklin caught six of his nine targets for 68 yards. Again, weird game. Travis Kelsey, he scored one touchdown since their week nine bye. Baltimore's only allowed one touchdown since their week nine bye. I don't like that together. So, once again, buyer beware. But you know what? I'm in a league where Tyler Eifert went down, and I have to start Travis Kelsey. So I understand if you're in the same situation. But look for another three-pointer. Hmm. <laughs> Albert Wilson is the uh, got his uh, lone touchdown last week. Who? Well, he's the other wide receiver. Just thought I'd mention his name. <laughs> and one other double-digit fantasy game. Hello and welcome. Season. We're done talking about Hi. you. There you go. Yeah. I just thought it would be good to mention one other one. Just one other Kansas City Chief wide receiver before the end Who of the season. Who knew they had it's too other many. receivers? It's too many. Interesting. It's too I know. Many. That's because really he, he runs farther than 20 yards. Makes things difficult. The hate. Boom. Courtney State. <laughs> Alex wow. Smith. It's high. It's high. The hate is high. And then it's confusing with Kirk Cousins. It's just a, there's a lot going on. Now, let me read off the Kansas City Chiefs' defensive scores over the last five weeks because I have not spent enough time on them. They scored 19 points at Denver, 20 points at San Diego, 5 points versus Buffalo, 17 points at Oakland, and 14 points versus San Diego. This week, they are probably getting Matt Shaw, but they could also get Jimmy Clausen. It doesn't matter. It's perfect. Yeah. They're the lock of the week for me. Kansas City Chiefs' defense. Love it. Speaking of the Ravens, because Matt Schaub is the starter or Jimmy Clausen, we don't have a whole lot to talk about here. So, and by the way, their third string is Ryan Mallett. So it doesn't go up from there. But Ryan Mallett said that go he's, he's gotten past his issues. He's a new man. He's a new man. <laughs> uh, Javoris Buck Allen gets another tough matchup versus Kansas City. Uh, they gave up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. Last week was a disaster, uh, but we knew that against Seattle with Jimmy Clausen. I mean, it did. I, it's not even worth talking about. Um, if Schaub's back, though, I think Allen will get more carries again. I think they'll have a l- little bit more of a chance because Kansas City isn't exactly an explosive offense the way Seattle's been performing lately, so hopefully they won't have to abandon the run. Kamar Aiken is also a product of the quarterback situation. Caught five of his seven targets last week for 90 yards, which is great, but he never scores, so there's just no upside. Yeah. How can he score? He's got Matt yeah. Schaub. Well, or Jimmy, Jimmy Clausen. Or Ryan Mallett. Also, we're done with Chris Givens. We, we can stop. Because, first of all, only Joe Flacco could throw the ball down the field. So he's now rendered useless. Uh, he caught uh, a whopping zero of his five targets. Although targets is, you know, a nice way of putting what was going on there on the field. But <laughs> we'll call them targets. 
Um, and then Jeremy Butler's another receiver. We're not even going to talk about him. Crockett Gilmore was out, and Max Williams caught zero passes. Yeah. Again. Unbelievable. So we're basically done with the Ravens, what you're saying. It's over. I'm, well, that was my nice way of putting it, yeah. It's over. It's over. Sorry. All right, guys. We got the game of the week. Houston Texans, 6-7 and seven at the Indianapolis Colts, 6-7. and seven. And one of them will probably be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right? Unbelievable. 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 Meanwhile, teams like the Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs are scraping to get a wild card spot. It's criminal. I know. Houston, I'm intrigued by this game. Why? Because it's kind of the two misfit toys. I like that. It's kind of like the Miami Giants game. Lots of fantasy points to be had. Maybe. Maybe. Brian Hoyer is stuck in concussion protocol for the second time this season, in this month. It's not good. So TJ Yates is going to be coming in for him. However, TJ Yates had a nice outing against the Jets earlier this season. 229 yards two touchdowns and zero interceptions against the Jets, a much better defense. So I think that he'll be okay. Also, he targeted DeAndre Hopkins 12 times in that game, even when he was blanketed by Darrell Rivas. And remember, he just smoked him and it was great and whatever. Well, they've been really going downhill with the targets lately with DeAndre Hopkins. The coach had to come out and explain himself, kind of like Dan Campbell with the Lamar Miller had an ankle issue. And then Lamar Miller's like, I didn't know I had an ankle issue. Uh, As to like why they stopped running the ball. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's it's sore. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Um, Well, DeAndre Hopkins is the star, right? He should be targeted numerous, numerous times. And the coach came out and said, well, he's been double covered. It's like, yeah, like every number one wide receiver in the National Football League. And what makes them still elite is that they can still produce on double coverage, throw him the ball. It's unbelievable. I think they're going to target him more this week. I think TJ Yates loves him, so plug him in and feel good about it. I don't think he can start anyone else. Alfred Blue didn't even get one carry. Now, he's dealing with a back issue, and he barely played, but still, Polk got 11 carries, but only went for 34 yards. Eek. Um, The Patriots shut down everyone, uh, so the team should play better this week in a better matchup. I just don't know who or why other than Yates and DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that's the, the story. Fair enough. So you're starting Yates? No, but I think that if you are in a two-quarterback league, I think it's possible. The, the Colts give the sixth right. most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And um, if you play daily, he's only $6,000 on FanDuel. You could do a lot with that extra money. Yeah. I'm not against it. I think that he'll be decent, just like he was against the Jets. I think yeah. I think it'll be similar lines. Good matchup. Yeah. All right, the Colts. Okay. So T.Y. Hilton seems to play well, no matter the matchup. Recently, he has caught um, four passes for 132 yards against the Jags. I think you can expect a good game from him again. Granted that, you know, they give the 10th fewest points by receivers, but T.Y. Hilton just seems to play well. It's fine. I think you, you can feel okay about him. Now, Dante Moncrief's toe um, watched practice from the sideline Wednesday, but the good news is that he did not have a walking boot on. Uh, the Ooh. bad news is you're still not considering playing him. Nope. Not a great matchup. He doesn't get enough targets. He's not going to get looked at enough. The quarterback situation is dicey right now. You're not playing Moncrief unless you absolutely have to, and then you still shouldn't feel good about it. Now, Frank Gore ran 16 times for 60 yards against the Jags, and he has a decent matchup this week. I think you can expect him to get around 70 yards. Is that good for RB1 or RB2 numbers? No, but if you throw him in a flex roll, I think that's okay. That, that should be fine. 
Now we have the quarterback woes to talk about. So, Matt Hasselbeck, who has hurt his ribs and arm, was seen leaving the stadium with his left arm in a sling after the game on Sunday. He is said to be sore, but he looks, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to have avoided any fractures as as the damage in all of his is in all of his soft tissue at the moment. He was resting in practice on Wednesday, but Chuck Pagano said he's hopeful to have him back at practice on Thursday, and he's hopeful that he will play against the Texans. Nothing is for sure, but that is kind of the situation there. Now, the Andrew Luck <laughs> updates are my very favorite. First, it was said that Andrew Luck's kidney is questionable to play in Week 15. I'd like to remind everyone Week 15 is this week. Um, <laughs> which is interesting, as doctors were not optimistic last week. Then it was said that he'll be evaluated this week and that Andrew Luck's kidney isn't guaranteed to return this season because of his lacerated kidney. Now, this is all despite owner Jim Ursay suggesting he could return this week. Well, the reason the doctors are saying that he might not be able to return this year is because of the risk raising his heart rate. And by doing that, which this would pump blood through his kidneys, that could delay the healing process. So it's a pretty legit reason as to why it should not be expected for him to play. Right. I can't imagine his heart rate going up in the middle of a football game running up and down field. Of course not. That's weird. Where would his heart rate go? Well, what's even more amusing to me is that Luck is unable to run still, and the Colts don't have a specific timetable on how long he'll play, per se. But according to pretty much everyone but Ursay, it doesn't look like he's even close to returning anytime soon. He was limited to only individual work and practice on Wednesday, and he hasn't been cleared for 11-on-11 drills. So I guess we'll have to wait to see what Ursay says for week 16. But my vote is he's not playing, <laughs> which at this point he's, he's been out a lot of the season. not really impacting your players. But again, you're really only playing T.Y. Hilton. But we will continue the very fun Andrew Luck watch for next week. My face was in a permanent dour position because I haven't really <laughs> been paying attention to this. I just kind of ruled him out. Of course you did. He does play. He was kind of like, eh. Um, but man, that organization needs to it's decide bizarre. who's speaking for what. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly it's not even. He's not even. Don't take away Ursay from the from all of us. I, I mean, it, it would be I like taking him. away, you know, <laughs> Jerry like Jones from us, and that's not fair mm-hmm. either. And that's not nice. But we can't do that. We got to go balls out. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, we got the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> six and seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars five and eight. Um, gosh, the Falcons just cannot get their games together. It's really sad. It's actually kind of depressing. Matt Ryan's going to, like, I mean, be there next year? Who? Matt Ryan? I think so. I think so. You know, I think it's, I don't know, it's so mental. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he's not dating the same girl Aaron Rodgers is, so we know it's not that at home. But uh, <laughs> it must be that Olivia Munn ruining the NFL. Shame on her. We know it's not Olivia Munn. Yeah, we know okay. it's not Olivia Munn. Okay. Um, or is it? Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. Let's start that rumor. Yeah, let's do that. Can't rule it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just really sad. It's, it's very sad for Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman owners. Um I know I have both of them on one team, so it's really unfortunate. But Julio is still the fourth highest wide receiver in standard leagues. Um, he just has not reached 10 fantasy points in the last three weeks. Mm. You know, he's still seeing double-digit targets, and you continue to start him. 
Jacksonville's secondary is beatable. So at some point, Matt Ryan will figure it out, and, and we will all be okay. Devontae Freeman is still the number one running back in standard leagues, um, and he's had two four-point games in the last four weeks. So I know it's hard to trust anyone on the Falcons, but this is, this is a decent matchup for them. Yeah. So you have to play your studs. And luckily for me, those are the only two people on the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm done. <laughs> quick write-up. Very yeah, quick. It's very great. Quick. Oh, and just in case you're Brandon's husband or somebody else, you're not starting Matt Ryan and drop him. Oh, my gosh. It's over. <laughs> Week 15. Jacksonville. Uh, I love it. You got to love that your own husband hasn't listened to your advice. No, no. And you know what? Sometimes he'll, like, repeat other – he was like, hey, everyone – he always says everyone, which I hate. Everyone says that Terrence Williams is going to be huge now. I was like, Who's what? everyone? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He read one, like, line on ESPN.com, and then he tells me everyone thinks. He's like, you've written about that, right? I was like, no, and I never will. No, because I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're wrong. I know. And you probably didn't even read it right, actually. So I'm not even blaming them. I'm blaming you. I just this love he's marriage, got, like, in- marriage 101. Insider information, living with an analyst, and yet he is still going to other news sources. Well, you know what it is? Because I'm not here on game day. Oh. And he waits to the last minute. That's probably it. So now that I work on Sundays, he's lost. Lost little kitten. It was funny. My, my, <laughs> I went to my fiance's holiday party last week or last weekend, and uh, he's playing with this guy named Dave. And he's like, don't give him any advice because Dave talked to me at the holiday party. So I got a couple things to ask you. And Tim's like, no, no, I'm pulling the fiance card. So I didn't help him out. And then game day rolled around. And I was like, Tim, if he if he sends questions to her fantasy football, I can't stop if those get asked. And if he listens to our podcast, I can't help that either. And then he starts to lose to him. And he's like, you helped him, didn't you? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. On certain parts of the couch without being my fault if my husband loses. Yeah. Yeah. So Every, <laughs> it's always my fault. So I just fun. assume walking in. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars, our favorite team. Seriously. Yeah. So speaking of no pe- people being <laughs> stupid. Not joking. Yeah. If, if you have not figured out that Blake Borles is the man, I can't help you. I cannot help you. Uh, he had another great game. He passed for three touchdowns and ran in for a fourth. Um, and against the Colts last week, he threw for 250 yards. I mean, the guy's just dropped 50. The guy's just a beast, you know. I mean, he's great. He he had touchdowns with Robinson, Hearns, Julius Thomas. He spread the ball around. He's fantastic. Um, it's it's not a great matchup against the Falcons, but you know what? Blake Bortles seems to always pull it out. So I think you can still feel safe about playing him. Obviously, you're not gonna play Bortles if you've got like a Brady or something going, but um. Or Cam Newton. But, you know, other than that, you should feel good about Bortles. TJ Yeldon, this is not great news. He's dealing with a sprained um, MCL in his knee. And his status is not looking good for fifteen week 15. Um, he did not practice Wednesday. I think you can basically count him out. Denard Robinson will be the guy, though, in his place. He rushed 14 times for 75 yards um, in the blowout against good. the Colts. And I think he looked yeah. pretty good. And he was, yeah. he was pretty decent last season, too. So if... If you're looking for a guy and you're in a deep league and you need a flex, he's not a horrible person to possibly throw in there. They give the second most points to running backs, so this has been a very favorable matchup for you in terms of TJ Yeldon going down if you were able to pick him up. If not, go get him off the waiver wire right now. 
Um, it's a viable option for people. It's a very viable option. Now, Alan Hearns, he did not practice on Wednesday either. Um, but, you know, this guy's been on the injury report all year long, and he seems to pretty much always play. And even and when he plays, he plays well and he scores. So I wouldn't freak out too much. Obviously, check to make sure he's going to play. Um, but if he does play, you have to play him because he's just – he's that good. As we've said it before, um, he's – arguably the best, second-best wide receiver, too, in the league right now. It is a bad matchup to get the second-fewest points to wide receivers, but I still think he's he's someone that you have to consider. So my money's on him. you got to play if he plays. Are you well, worried about Robinson? Not really, no. Listen, if Atlanta keeps punting the ball, I mean, <laughs> it, it, you know, the Falcons' True. defense can't be on the, on the field the whole entire time and be successful, <clears throat> you know, especially – with a team that's as well-rounded as the Jacksonville Jaguars are. I was going to say, I'm not too concerned. I mean, they've they've got playmakers, which is a weird thing to say that anyone in the Jags is a, has playmakers. But they do. They, it's 2015, baby. They, they destroyed the Colts, and the Colts are not great. But they have a way to put up points. They always have a way to put up fantasy points. Whether they win that game or not, it's a totally different story. But I think you can feel okay that these, you know, these This guy took you to the playoffs. You have to stick with them. Right. All right. Chicago Bears, five and eight. The Minnesota Vikings, eight and five. Huge surprise. John Fox is a conservative and decided not to activate Kevin White from the pup list. Actually, it is kind of a surprise. And I'll tell you why. Marcus Wilson had to go on IR this week due to a broken left foot that required surgery. So they are thin at wide receiver. But I think Royals not even on the injury report this week. I thought that I was crazy. That is crazy. It's a beautiful day in America. It really is. Uh, way to go, Eddie. Thumbs yep. up. Yeah, really exciting. Now, if you could just be productive, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Don't start it. But you know who was back on the injury report? Alshon Jeffrey. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was limited at practice on Wednesday with a calf injury. He should be fine. He's going to be fine. <laughs> Uh, last week he caught six of his nine targets for 107 yards and a touchdown because that's what he does. Yep. That's an Alshon Jeffrey game. Uh, must start if active, as always. There are some guys that are just like this. He's put up 116 yards and a touchdown on them, um, meaning the Minnesota Vikings in week eight. He's already done it, so you should feel good about it. Again, Matt Forte is the back to own. Um, you know, I don't care who tells you he's too old or he doesn't have it anymore or the Bears have moved on. They're lying. He continues to get you fantasy points. He got hurt in the Minnesota game, actually, in Week 8, so he might be out to really, you know, get some points and do some damage this week. Langford's splitting the snaps, but the fantasy points are lopsided. Minnesota gives up the sixth fewest points to running back, so um, I think if anyone's going to get the fantasy love, I, I do think it's going to be Matt Forte. Because so, um, they used him in the past. Yeah. 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 I just do. Um, the real revelation, though, is Zach Miller. If you're in a tight end bind, I'm talking to you, Tyler Eifert owners. Five touchdowns in the last six games. He's questionable with bruised ribs, and he sat out Wednesday's practice with an illness. But I think it was really just to get those ribs under control. Um, as you know, Martellus Bennett is on IR. He's out for the season, uh, perhaps never to join the Bears again. It's a weird situation. So they're really banking on Zach Miller, and I think they're giving him time to repair. But it doesn't matter. He has a great chemistry or a great connection with Jay Cutler. He's kind of become a lifeline. Uh, 
you know, listen, it's thin at that position right now. I think you could do much worse than Zach Miller against the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings haven't allowed a touchdown, though, to a tight end since week 10. But Cutler needs him. It's just the Zach Miller, Alshon Jeffrey show right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, Jay Cutler isn't – oh, and also, by the way, they haven't been playing great tight ends, so I just want to put that out there, too, about the Vikings. It's not like, you know, they faced Gronkowski and, and held him to no touchdowns. That didn't happen. <laughs> Jay Cutler – no, but, I mean, it's important, though, because sometimes these stats it's get true. inflated. It no, is it's true. Totally it's true. true. You know, it's like they're, they're facing, like, Kellen Davis and things. Jay Cutler isn't putting up the fantasy numbers, uh, and his personal life has been a bit of a disaster. So, uh, you know, certainly we're not going to mock him or anything. But I will tell you, he's playing well enough to get the other people fantasy points, and that's what you need to know. That's right. All right, the Vikings. We are talking playoffs here, people, and that is why we are not going to spend too much time on them. So let's just like make it. this <laughs> yeah. make this one quicker. Um, you are starting AP. He's the second highest scorer in standard links for running backs. Um, and as long as he sees double-digit attempts, you should see double-digit points. So we're fine. Stefan Diggs has not had double-digit fantasy points since week eight. Mm. So we all just need to move on. It was I dropped him great while it lasted. Sad. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not even um, mm. Wallace had a nice game last week, but he has only had one other game over six Fantasy points. So you can't do that. It's week 15. Uh, it was against the Broncos. Yeah. And there will be some points to be made yeah. with the wide receivers this week. I do believe that. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't think it's going to be yards and a touchdown. No. And I can't tell you which one it's going to be. Way too risky um, And it might playoffs. be a third person. Yeah, or fourth. You know, you just you don't know. So it's just not worth it. I will say that Kyle Rudolph has 67 yards last week. Um, the Bears give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So I might be looking elsewhere if you can afford it. If you have um, Zach Miller. You know, even Will Ty, who gets you seven fantasy points. Yeah, love Will I'd Ty. feel okay. Um, Teddy Bridgewater shouldn't even be owned. So unless you're in a two-quarterback league, it's even deep. Then. It's deep. Um, and you start Blair Walsh. And that's Minnesota, you guys. Dun, da, da, da. Afternoon games. Let's get crazy. Took your little, took your little nap. Made your little clam dip that we do in our house, and it's time to get rolling again. Green Bay Packers <laughs> nine and four. The Oakland Raiders six and seven. When do you nap? I fall asleep generally right between the two games, right between the first morning games and the afternoon games. We're nappers. We're big nappers, people. It's okay. We rewind. <laughs> we record. Don't you we have worry. Game rewind. It's Am fine. I the only one? It holds me anyway. to sleep. It's like golf. You know, because I watch the red zone, and it's a sweet. Oh, I don't watch golf. Well, golf is maybe the best nap time TV there is, but. Well, and Hanson's voice. <laughs> I was just saying, he's Hanson on red zone. It's, it's the it literally. Worst. Yeah. And by it's worse, like, oh, it's delightful. Yeah, it's just like. I need him to do like you, book Hansen. on tape. <laughs> Although I'd probably fall asleep driving. He should do like 30 for 30 movies on tape. Mm. We're coming up with ideas for you guys. We're all over the place. Million Packers. dollar ideas. All right, Packers. Packers. <laughs> Head coach Mike McCarthy took over the play calling last week, and everything went relatively back to normal. And when I say that, I mean he focused on the run. So Eddie Lacy and James Starks both scored over 20 fantasy points. Yep. Uh, then Randall Cobb had the most targets. Wow. Then James Jones. And then Devontae Adams. 
just yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, a micromanager, man of my heart. Feel the same way, buddy. It was out of control, though. There should never be a game where Devontae Adams is getting 21 targets. That should never be in existence. Don't disagree. Sorry. I mean, he had to do something. Um, The only kind of bad part about this is that Richard Rodgers won't be used as much because Mike McCarthy has never really used the tight ends, to be entirely frank. He caught one uh, of his uh, targets for three yards, but it was a touchdown, so he did get the points. Now, um, this week... The Raiders give up the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, so possibly he'll be used more this week, but it is something to look for moving forward. He's had five touchdowns in seven games, though, so I see you, Richard Rodgers. We see you. We said it was Mike McCarthy, but I see you. Uh, Yeah, Eddie Lacy. He said that getting benched really focused him, you know. Oh, and he also said that he's going to start that diet on Monday. Which we've all said. We've all, I was, uh, <laughs> no, how many times I, have we all said, I'll start my dad on Monday? I'll start my dad on Monday. I, I just want to say, though, if he was a woman, that's all we'd be talking about. Just getting that out of the way. That you've wanted to start That's all we Monday. would talk about. But instead, well, about his weight gain and how it's affecting his performance. Like, it, it, it's just, it's fascinating to me how it's kind of talked about. And then we're like, eh, whatever. It's because it's he was late. It's like, well... Um, listen, it's fine. He's getting a ton of touches. He's scoring a bunch of points. You have to start him. And I don't know what to do with Starks. That's tough. I'm very confused. I'm not sure that I trust him. Last week he was great. 11 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. He also scored another touchdown in the air. But the Raiders haven't given up a double-digit fantasy performance since Adrian Peterson in Week 10. They're not going to give up two in one game. And I think James Starks is out. So I'm not playing Starks, but... You know, I understand if you want to chase points, but I'm not suggesting it. Cobb's eight catches on 12 targets for 81 yards is encouraging, but for a guy that was so highly drafted, you can't help but being a little disappointed. He's had six total touchdowns on the season, and three of which came in week three. Yeah, right. So really, he's only scored three times, okay? Um, Devontae Adams caught two of his three targets for 12 yards. That's a better catch percentage, but it was 12 yards. Oakland gives up the 11th fewest points to wide receivers, which is shocking, but true. So I think Cobb is the only play here. James Jones is a long shot, but, you know, he's only had one touchdown since week six. And you start Aaron Rodgers. It's fine. Uh, Raiders. So Raiders played a tough game against the Broncos um, last week. And, you know, Derek Carr completed just 12 of his 29 passes. Um, you know, but it was 135 yards, which is not great. He did have a pair of touchdowns and no turnovers, but it was not the kind of game we were hoping for. He's going up against another tough matchup. They get, you know, the Packers got the 11th fewest points to quarterbacks. So he's not my favorite play this week. I hate saying that, but he's not. And I think part of that for me is Amari Cooper. So Amari Cooper was targeted eight times last week and had zero catches. Zero. Um, and Michael Crabtree only had four catches for just 19 yards and Seth Roberts only had two for 20 at least he had a touchdown it was just bad all over the place and then Amari Cooper he hurt his foot that foot did not practice Wednesday I think he'll still play but woof again it was the Broncos is a tough it was a tough game but um, the Packers have gotten a little bit better as well so I don't I don't love any of these players this week love Terrius Murray um Carried the ball 16 times, but it was only for 27 yards. That's awful. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but I think I don't love any of these guys this week for your playoffs. They're just they're out of a groove. They're kind of out of their groove that they were in for a bit, you know? Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Amari, like, completely shuts down when he goes up against a good defense. Completely shuts down. It's sad. It's the same yeah, walk He's a rookie. Effect. He'll get over That's it. How he was he's a rookie. Yeah, he will get over it. But yeah. as of for right now, I just don't think you can trust anyone on the Raiders this week in your in your fantasy playoffs. Yikes. Miami Dolphins five and eight. San Diego Chargers three and ten. Dolphins. I told you that Miami was going to focus on the run last week, and they sure did, at least for the first half. Miller had sixty nine yards and two touchdowns in the first half and another twenty yards in the second. Um, he should, you know, he should have had a good time running all over San Diego, but keep an eye on his health. He's been listed as questionable and has been limited in practice. So if he goes, you're starting him. Heck yeah. But just be careful. Agreed. Um, San Diego is better in the air than some may think. I, you know, I think he's going into fit week 15. I'm only starting Jarvis Landry. Um, Richard Matthews showed his face at practice today. <laughs> And he's questionable, and that just gets messy between Matthews and Parker. Parker, of which you only had 16 yards last week. It's kind of risky. We're talking week 15. Not my play favorite goes of it, but if you have to, I'm thinking probably they're going to stick with Parker more than Matthews this week just to get him um, healthier. Um, and that's it for Miami. But for the Chargers, you know <laughs> – I had a pretty short write-up last week for San Diego, and I said that. Kansas City's defense was a much-improved defense, and they showed up last week, only letting San Diego score, score one field goal again. It's bad. <laughs> so bad, you guys. Whoa. What is going it's, on? That game was so oh terrible. Oh, my gosh. It's like, oh. Listen. When I was talking about the Chiefs, I felt bad, but I was like, listen, obviously they were taking <laughs> yeah. that game off. And it was terrible weather, and it was like, yeah. we don't, why did we right. show up? Yeah. So this yeah. is a much better matchup for San Diego, um, but I'm not sure whom you really are going to rely on from this team at this point. You can't trust the running backs, even though Miami gives it the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Melvin Gordon has never reached double digits this, you know, in his NFL career, and Danny Woodhead hasn't seen double digits since week nine. I mean, for PPR, Woodhead could still be a viable option this week just because of the matchup, but his numbers have not been good. So, I mean, almost had a touchdown at the end of the game, but didn't happen. Stevie Johnson is still not practicing, so that doesn't look promising. Malcolm Floyd was the main guy for Rivers last week, but did not take advantage of, of being the only receiver on the no, field not at all. Um. It was really bad. Lots of drop balls, missing routes. Just, it was a hot mess. But with that said, he is probably going to be the only receiver on the field again this week. So if Rivers yells at him, like I'm sure he's going to, you know, this is, this oh, is his yeah. last, this is his last year, Malcolm Floyd. So <clears throat> desperation times. You know, I don't know. It could be a weird moment for Week 15. Decent matchup. Antonio Gates falls in the top 10 t- tight ends and standard links, even with missing five games this season. So you can start him this week. I know that's weird, but it does. Tight ends are weird. And Philip Rivers has had three of his four <laughs> games under 10 fantasy points in the last four weeks. 
four games, or three out of his four games that are ten fantasy points. So that's like Pey- that's like Peyton Manning numbers we're talking about. So it's virtually a no fly zone other than Gates and hypothetically Malcolm Floyd in deep leagues. Flex. Eek. Yeah, desperate. desperate. Yep. Sad San Diego. Wow. Cleveland Browns, 3-10, and ten, Seattle Seahawks, 8-5. So I did a media appearance this week on the Fantasy Sports Network, and I only talked about four different things. It was things like about injuries or what have you, and, 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 the, and, and they were like, we're going to talk about Isaiah Crowell. I was like, okay. But instead, he asked me about Johnny Menzel, and he's like, you know, he had a pretty good game. Like, can people trust him? And I was like, only Johnny Menzel is afforded the luxury to have a 15-point fantasy performance be called a pretty good game. <laughs> A.J. McCarron had 18 points. He wasn't even prepared to be the starter. He went yeah. in there and just against the Steelers in an intense game, and you have the nerve to call that a pretty good game. Now, this guy's a really nice guy, but I was like, holy mackerel. This is nuts. He's at Seattle this week. Okay. I- Usually do not look forward to watching Seattle games. I won't lie to you, but I will be tuning in for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And rooting for Seattle, you say (laughs) now. It is is time for the humbling of Johnny Manziel. And then you're going to say, but but maybe maybe the rushing yards. Oh, really? Blaine Gabbert had more rushing yards than him in the same (laughs) game last week. That's right. He only scored 15 points against the 49. The coach is like, oh, Johnny Manziel is our starter against Seattle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Management. Oh, yeah. oh he loves it. Mike Patton is waiting for this week. Oh, he is so excited. He just can't even take yeah. it. He's like, oh yeah, I'm all in on this. All right. Also, so here's the other thing. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Blake Bortles are all averaging more rushing yards per game than Johnny Menzel. He's a small guy. He is not as quick as he thinks he is. He drives me crazy, which leads me to Isaiah Crowell. Congratulations. They finally gave him the ball 20 times in a game. He rushed for 145 yards and two touchdowns. It was awesome. This week it goes up against Seattle. Yeah. <clears throat> not pretty. Bye. You know what? He did, had a great game against a bad defense. But you know what? Congratulations. It is what it is, but, you know, now you're at Seattle. Uh, speaking of, they give the fourth fewest points to quarterbacks, the absolute fewest to running backs, fifth fewest to wide receivers, but the ninth most to tight ends. Now, Seattle's only allowed one double-digit fantasy game to a tight end since week six, but they haven't played good tight ends, and Gary Barnage is good, and they've given up double-digit um, t- uh, points to people that are good. So I think Gary Barnage is the only possible play this week, and even then, I'm nervous. Everyone else, sit him. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The only good news, Josh Gordon, it looks like, is going to return to the team in February because we're already talking about OTAs with some of these teams. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Oh, good stuff. Seahawks. So it, really sad day for Thomas Rawl owners last week. Oh. So he suffered a broken ankle during the game. He will miss the rest of the season. This is heartbreaking for people that rode him all the way to playoffs because you can't replace him. I'm not, I don't want to, like, pump things up for you. You're not picking up Isaiah Crowell and replacing Thomas Rawls. I'm sorry. And but the good news is we hear he's going to be back for week three of, of preseason. Fantastic. So, oh, so good. good. So good. I feel so much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently 
the Seahawks don't really know what to do either because Duwan Harris, he was he was the guy that basically came in and played when Rawls went down, right? But then he was released on Tuesday, and the Seahawks have now added Bryce Brown, and allegedly he's going to be the main back with Fred Jackson. He was released? Yeah, Harris was released. Now we've got Bryce Brown, who could be the main back. Fred Jackson allegedly is going to be a change of pace back slash third down back. We've heard mixed reports on this. Marshawn Lynch is still expected to be out for another two weeks, so there's no hope of him coming back. And then just for more fun, Christian Michael, Michael Christian, he was signed by the Seahawks, (laughs) active roster on Wednesday. Uh, And he's frustrating because he's one of these, like, big talent, big potential guys. Yet, this is the third different place he's been this year. There's clearly something going on, <laughs> personality-wise. Um, so, I don't, I mean, either way, you're not going with any running back here because I can't even remotely tell you who is going to be at this point. Like, the while you'd cut one of your guys been in the team to bring in, you know, Christian Michael and Bryce Brown, clearly shows no confidence. And for whatever reason, they're not going to roll with Fred Jackson who's been on the team all year, which also doesn't make sense to me. So it's it's going to be a really interesting situation. And it's sad because the Browns give the seventh most points to running back. So there's potential that someone could go off, but please do not risk your fantasy on this. Now, Russell Wilson, he continues to be awesome at the end of the season, just like we told you, 23 or 32 passes for 292 yards, five touchdowns against the Ravens. Yes, it was the Ravens. But still, he had a great game and duck. Well, this is the Browns. Exactly. Browns. Seriously. Could be great. Why now, not? Doug Baldwin. Again, it's again. the Browns. He should be great again. He has six catches for 82 yards and three You guys told me not to play touchdown. him. I didn't play him. I lost. Was it going to be against me? No. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. But. Well, I thought they were going to lay off. Clearly not. Yeah, because they didn't. Baltimore is so the bad. Baltimore, no, Baltimore is so bad. Tyler Lockett so was able bad. to have a great game either. He had 104 yards off six catches and two touchdowns yeah. himself. When have they ever had a game with there's been five receiving touchdowns? Never. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Now, the only good news slash bad news, um, Brian, for you with your Johnny Manziel, is that Cam Chancellor has a bruised tailbone. So definitely check and make sure that he's playing. He's a major, major part of their <laughs> defense. Um, but Johnny Menzel is still not good enough to be able to do anything with his yeah. defense, even minus Chan Chancellor. So. Johnny football. Johnny football. I'm the only Johnny supporter here. Apparently so. He I mean, a hundred dollar bill, money Menzel, and it's going to be sold for a thousand dollars. It's a hundred dollar bill. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so good. good. Denver Broncos, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Broncos. Well, there's not much to celebrate for Broncos owners last week. Mm-hmm. Even the defense only got seven fantasy points against Oakland. Um, we all know how Pittsburgh likes to score points. They have not scored less than 30 points since week eight. Yikes. Yeah. It's not my favorite defense this week, but you're not going to bench them either. They're still going to be able to get fantasy points. Unless I know that you have the are. Chiefs. Unless you have the Chiefs, this is true, um, or the Cardinals. There's a few, but seriously, Denver, I think, will still make it happen. Um, but, yeah, they're not my number one this week. Brock Osweiler will be the starter quarterback in Week 15. You are not starting him, mm. but you are starting Demarius Thomas and probably Emmanuel Sanders. 
This should be a shootout, and Pittsburgh gives up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. I know neither have been amazing lately, but they're both still in the top 30 wide receivers. So if you're in a three-wide receiver league, you're playing them. Sorry. It's the way it goes. Pittsburgh is much better at stopping the run, and with them all sharing the ball, I'm kind of staying away from all of them this week. So I think C.J. Anderson's going to be coming back. They're all a little banged up. Um, so it's, it's not awesome. Um, Vernon Davis saw a season high of nine targets last week. Um, I don't know. I think this late-night texting between him and Osweiler is pan- panned out last week, so who knows? It might <laughs> happen again. Uh, Pittsburgh gives up the six most fantasy points to tight ends, so could be a sneaky play. As for the Steelers, the Steelers had a much tougher time against Cincinnati than I thought they would. Um, all but D'Angelo Williams, that is. He had 76 yards and Oof. two touchdowns rushing and another 15 yards receiving. Um, Denver does not allow some fantasy points to running backs. Um, excuse me, fa- Denver does allow fantasy points to running backs. So I'm playing Williams again, and I'm going to feel okay about it. Um, as yep. for the receivers, Denver has, has still only allowed double digits once since week six to a wide receiver. And as Ashley just went over the Oakland Raiders stats from last week, Amar Cooper literally zero points, and Crabtree had 1.9 in standard leagues. So I'm not saying don't start them. I'm just saying that those that's the reality of it. Um, yeah. But you start your stunts, and it's week 15. You roll with who brought you here. Um, you can start Ben. And I am for sure starting Pittsburgh's defense game on all right let's move on to the cincinnati Bengals, 10 and 3 san francisco 49ers 4 and 9 my red rocket guys i am devastated oh devastated it's really sad all right here's the deal head coach marvin lewis said dalton will uh, not be able to play this week obviously but he would not say whether he would miss more time than that allegedly it was thought that he will likely miss the rest of the season because of his fractured thumb but the good news is that he doesn't need surgery on it. And, you know, this could mean that he might return sometime postseason and perhaps sooner. Um, Dalton seems to think that he may be able to play in week 17, which is good news. Good, good news for that. So, again, this is his thumb on his throwing hand. So it's all dependent on how quickly this thumb can heal. In the meantime, A.J. McCarron will be the guy. He will be the guy throwing. He did okay, like Brandon said in the game. Did better than Menzel. So I, I think he's going to be okay. All he really needs to do is focus on getting them in a position to be able uh, to still be in the playoffs and be in a beneficial spot in the playoffs. So that's kind of his goal and to possibly hand. And he shouldn't compare himself to Tom Brady. That- <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing he should not do. That was, it was ridiculous. ridiculous. Mean, but show confidence, mean. you know? Yeah. He's arrogant as he, you know, that's his problem is arrogant. Well, he just proved it again. We'll see. We'll see. I mean. I mean, I think of myself as Tom Brady. He didn't say he thought situation. of himself as Tom Brady. Who are we talking about? AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. He made a comment at the press conference along the lines of, you know, hey, this was this was uh, the position Tom Brady was in with Doug Flutie. And it, to me, I was kind of like, oh, are you trying to say that you're going to take Andy Dalton's spot? Because that's bold. Yeah, exactly. To me, that was the bolder part, the comparing yourself to Tom Brady, was that you're like, 
Dalton's having a fantastic season, and you're going to try to say that this may be the time when you take over Dalton's position. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, bold, bold. Yeah. You know, he he had a good game. Um, it's a, the Niners have a middle of the pack defense. Uh, they have the most points to running backs, sixteenth most at quarterbacks, fifteenth most at wide receivers. So I mean, everyone could have a decent game. Uh, the biggest news for me here is Tyler Eifert. So he went out with a concussion. He was held out of practice on mm. Wednesday. Um, it's definitely not a sure thing if he's going to play Sunday. And the problem is it's a late game, so you need to make decisions beforehand before we probably will know. I don't think this is going to be a Gronk situation where we're going to know the morning he wakes up if he's playing. I think this is going to be a, a real game-time decision because he has to go through the concussion protocol and he has to be cleared. Um, and the Bengals may choose to hold out Eifert um, just to make sure that he's good to go especially if there's a chance that Andy Dalton might come back. So I think you need to definitely have look for another option because I don't think Eifert's going to go this week, quite honestly. But I do like A.J. Green. He had six catches for 132 yards, and he's definitely a target that McCarron's going to rely on to get him through these games. So I still like A.J. Green a lot. And I can't talk about the running backs. It depresses me. <laughs> Jeremy Hill falling in for the touchdown. Gosh. He just falls in. Bloop. Uh, I think Drew Bledsoe uh, probably had like a reaction when he heard AJ <laughs> McCarron say, I, you know, I'm in the same position as Tom Brady. Oh, Bledsoe was like, it was my job. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, I don't know what to make of this game. Uh, certainly everyone stunk it up on the 49ers last week against the Browns. I can't suggest anyone, even though the Bengals lost their quarterback, their defense is still intact for the most part. So um, it's not all crappy, you know, with analysis here, but yeah, it's bad. I think you can plug in Sean Dronin because uh, Cincinnati gives up the 11th fewest points to running backs, but you know, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are better at home than on the road in general. And I think they're going to give him more volume. So I, I feel like uh, he burned you last week, but I think there's a possibility of him being better. And that's it. I'm out. This is the playoffs. You can't trust no. anyone else in the 49ers. No, you cannot. Unlike the Sunday night game where you have the Arizona Cardinals 11-2. and two. You trust everybody. The Philadelphia Eagles 6-7. and seven. You can trust nobody. All right. The Cardinals. <laughs> You know what? It's easy. If you own them, you were playing them. Carson, Carson Palmer, third in fantasy points in standard leagues. Um, Fitzgerald, pa- Brown, and Floyd are in the top 30 wide receivers. I do I do like Brown and Floyd more this week than Fitzgerald. Um, just because he's just been struggling to get anything going with his, after his injuries. So sometimes you just have to cut loose, you know? David Johnson has been a top 15 running back since taking over the job in week 13, so I'm cool with playing him. Kicker Chandler Cantanzaro, my favorite name. Mm. (laughs) He's the third best kicker in (laughs) fantasy, so you're going to start him. Arizona's defense is sixth, so you're going to start them. I mean, literally, you can almost start everybody on this team, except tight ends. Don't do a tight end because they don't have those. But it's it's awesome. As for the Eagles, um, hmm. this is actually kind of one of my favorite write-ups for the Eagles because they're going up against the Arizona Cardinals, so I can just tell you not to start them because of their matchup. <laughs> and, and not, you know, because of their coach or that offensive scheme or in 
consistency with all of their players and their fantasy points. Uh, you can start Sproles and PPR leagues. Um, he is the hot hand right now. That doesn't mean he's going to be next week or this week, but you know who knows what Shelly, Chip Kelly has up his sleeve. But for right now, Sproles is the dude who's catching and running the ball. So feel free to go ahead and do that. Jordan Matthews is listed as questionable, but I'm not starting him. Even if he does play against Matthew, the the cornerback, that's just that's just unhealthy. Um, Nelson Aguilar had a decent game <laughs> last week, um, but let's not get cute. Let's not do that. Um, he'll be nope. great for next playoffs. season, but we're in the playoffs here, people. Zach Ertz is the only guy I actually would take a chance on because he has the best matchup, um, but I still don't feel good about it. You know, Mm-mm. so I mean that's it, you guys. The Eagles is kind of like stay away land this week. Uh, it's just it's not healthy. Arizona's hot, hot, hot. Trout. I mean, but the Eagles are hot too right now. You know, like they're having moments. Well, their defense and special yeah. teams. Yeah, but I'm not playing their defense. I mean, their special teams is good, but I don't think I I just don't think that they're gonna pull off big numbers this I week agree. against Arizona. I just don't. So sorry, can't even start them. Monday night game, Detroit Lions 4-9 at the New Orleans Saints 5-8. Who's excited for this game? Juggernaut. <laughs> I am. Ooh, are you? Golden Tate is the biggest bargain ever. Well, that's true. That's, that, that is true. But Calvin Johnson owners are not happy. Uh, he only had one catch. And when asked why Megatron only had one catch, Jim Caldwell said, the ball gets spread around and that every game is different. Um, Comforting. Why is your lead receiver not getting the ball? That's you know crazy. what that line just meant, means to me? You're fired. I, you know what? I think we've seen a few offensive coordinators and head coaches that's that right. have seen the same fate when you don't bye get bye. your stars the ball unless they don't view him as a star anymore, and that's kind of their delicate way of saying he's no longer Megatron. Uh-oh. That's, it's possible but Ashley, like Brandon, no. I know I'm being negative, but I just think that's such crazy talk. It's crazy talk. Uh, it's good matchups this week, though, guys. The Saints give up the most points to quarterbacks, the third most to running backs, but we will discuss them later because don't you go, go don't go crazy. Uh, and the twelfth most wide receivers. So and the most of tight ends. So here's the deal: Golden Tate, like Brandon said, steal. He is a steal. He had nine catches um, for sixty yards and a two touchdowns. He's targeted 10 times, so he's compl- he, he catches what comes his way, and this is what I really like about Golden Tate. And he's been coming on really hot ever since Mr. Jim Bob Kuda got mm. to get it in, is the offensive coordinator. So I like how things are progressing and moving forward for him in this offense, so I think you can feel really good about Golden Tate. Matthew Stafford, I feel really good about Matthew Stafford this week as well. I feel like this is a Thanksgiving kind of week where he's going to blow up. They just, they're throwing so much because their rush is so awful. But he completed 30 of 46 pass attempts, 245 yards, two touchdowns. He had an interception, but that's okay when you're throwing that much. Um, and he also ran twice for negligible yards, like five yards. So, you know, forget about that. But I think he's going to have another solid game. And, again, we're talking about the Saints defense here. So we've all seen how that worked out. You need to play Stafford. you got to do it. And then, again, as we talked about with the running backs, do not do it. These guys are getting, like, 25 yards a game. That's a complete waste of your time. You, you, you cannot count on them. And the fact that they are throwing the ball so much just goes to show you that, that the rush is not an important part of their offense right now. The Lions have recognized that they're not going to do it. You need to recognize and also not play them on your team. 
As for the Saints, interesting. So we got Hightower, who carried the ball 28 times, Oof. which is a lot for <laughs> first time in back in the NFL in a yeah. long time. And he had 85 yards and a touchdown. So that was great. C.J. Spiller, he only carried three times for two yards and then three catches for seven. We told you last week, we said Hightower is going to have much more of an impact than Spiller. I hope you listened to us and didn't get caught in the Spiller train that we've all been somewhat privy to the last few years. Just don't ever, don't ever, ever, ever put C.J. Spiller in your lineup. I don't care how tempting he looks. Don't do it. Do not do it. But what's interesting is that they signed, so Kendall Hunter was signed by the Saints on Wednesday, and then running back Tobin Oprium, probably completely butchered that, I apologize, he was a pro not promoted off the practice squad. So I don't know how to take this in terms of good news for Tim Hightower, or is this simply just a depth chart kind of positioning because Marcus Murphy went on IR this week? I'm not sure. I think they're going to stick with uh, Tim Hightower you know, the Lions give up the 12th most points to running back, so I think Hightower could have another game. I think I'd be willing to put him in your flex. I wouldn't necessarily feel super comfortable in your RB1 or RB2 positions. And again, do not play Spiller. Um, so don't, don't be too <laughs> nervous about the running back adjustments with the depth chart. But in terms of the receivers, this is a tough one too. Marquis Colston, he had 36 yards, but he had two touchdowns. He was the touchdown guy. And then Willie Sneed, he had 122 yards off seven catches. Um, and then Brandon Cooks, he only had three catches for 29 yards, which is awful. But So it's, it's one of those things like, who's the guy going to be? If I had to pick one, I'm going Willie Sneed. He's your most consistent option all year long in terms of who's being targeted and who actually catches the ball and get yardage. Um, so I think that's someone that you could look at. Drew Brees, you play him every week, per usual. Another great game, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you plug him in your lineup this week as well. Don't even think twice about it. But I do want to mention Watson. So Benjamin Watson, he had, he has put together three decent weeks. So last week he had 70 yards off seven catches. And this is a good matchup this week as well. So I think there's a good chance that he could score a touchdown, which would put you in the double-digit range. And so I think he's an, a great option to stream for all those Eifert owners out there. Agreed. Love it. Me too. All right, ladies, that's week 15. In the books. In the books. In the books. Playoffs. 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 It's awesome. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy yourselves this week. Hopefully you get to play another week or two. Um, make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and subscribe to us so you can play FanDuel, our fun diced game where we give you four ingredients and you set your lineup. It's a good time. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com her forward slash HerFantasyFootball. You can always listen to us on iTunes and give us a nice ranking. That would be wonderful. And make sure to check us out on Sirius XM Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. You can call and ask us your questions if you don't have time for Twitter. Um, that would be great. We like hearing from you. Um, and thanks again, everybody. Good luck. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs> no more faking it. <laughs>